0: mm Okay,
1: so the alternate ending, yes, uh, which was uh, Jeff Burr's original ending. Okay, that w- that was his original ending, and I think that at the time, uh, New Line Cinema was having a real battle with the censors. Okay, uh, for some reason, the MP, the MPAA, uh, at that time, was really, really. Bringing the hammer down, mm-hmm. and the, and the thing is, is uh, New Line Cinema was flaunting how close they were going to get to the edge with this one, right? Ah, they went, and, you know, they hired Jeff Burr, and uh, so this was going to have that really horrifying dark edge, right? <laughs> and um, because of that, I think the MPAA came down ten times as hard as they would have normally. Okay, and they, and they just made so new line cinema to kind of throw them a bone kind of gave in decided that they didn't want to do the hopelessness ending that we just saw, you know, uh, Jeff Burr's original ending, which by the way, how much better is that ending? It's so fucking amazing. Everything, everything. It really is. And, and instead we had to go out and we had to shoot, a new, more confusing and stupid ending. And uh, that was shot by Michael Canu, uh, who was uh, the uh, the editor on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Okay. And, and, um, and we went out with a camera crew. I think there were probably just five or six of us. And we went out and shot the one that's in the film now. Oh, yeah. With her on the side of the road and the truck going by and and and, well, no, with her on the side of the road, truck comes up. There's another fight in the truck. She perseveres and she drives the truck away. Yeah, that's the other ending. Um, I think they were just trying to make it more more of a more of a an uplifting positive experience as (laughs) as, of course, all of your Texas chainsaw massacres should be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah yeah that's that see that's what happens okay. um so yeah so there's there's your two endings for you i much prefer jeff burrs yes uh and the, the more i see it the, the more you know and and what an amazing swamp am i right it, it's a very convincing swamp it looks
0: Like it's real, like it belongs. (laughs)
1: Really, really, what we did is we went out, we went out and took, um, literally took a, uh, uh, a digger. Uh huh. And we went out really close to the house itself and, and, uh, went back into the, into the weeds and stuff. And we, we dug that, um, very carefully. So not to like ruin the, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, brush. Yeah. And, and then we had a gun night crew come in and um, literally uh, blow it like a like a swimming pool. <laughs> okay. And then uh because it's just swamps can be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to deal with water is always problematic. Yeah. And uh that that although it, by no means is the cheap way to deal with things is certainly deals with things. Right. Yes. And, and so, uh, so then we had our swamp and, and all the, all the moss hanging down and all the rest of all that spooky stuff. We put all that there. That was completely uh, a complete set. Just happened to be outside. That's all. Wow. It's, it fucking looks great. Which is, which is part of that film. That whole film was kind of, Completely uh, built from scratch. You,
0: you couldn't tell otherwise, so, really. It's yeah, it's truly amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we did a lot of work on that film, and 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 basically, and I know that uh, I know that Jeff. Uh, and I've always loved Jeff. Jeff Jeff's a good friend. Uh, Jeff did, didn't want to uh, shoot there at all. Uh-huh. He didn't want to shoot. He didn't want to shoot in Southern California at all, uh, but. Uh, we were there first. (laughs) (laughs) There was, there was another, there was another quote unquote director, Jonathan. uh, I can't think of his last name. Um, I don't even know if his name ever shows up on anything on it, but, uh, he started the prep and, uh, uh, Bob shade at that point, didn't ever want to leave Southern California. Uh. Uh, he wanted everything within um, within a drive from uh, f- from downtown, so that's how we ended up shooting, you know, behind Magic Mountain, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how we wound up making everything, you know, including the gas station, the whole bit, the gas station, the house, the shed, uh, the, the uh the swamp, the whole bit. But I, I do know that uh, the the end part that you see in the in, in in the that you saw in the theaters was not shot by Jeff at all. Oh, and he and he and uh, the produ- the pr- producers was. Uh, uh, his name was. Bob Engelman, okay. and he could be a manipulator manipulative little girl and uh, he didn't get along well <laughs> with, uh, with with uh, Jeff Burr at all and he kept getting fired which was, Jeff Burr kept getting fired which is ridiculous I mean you know it's like you're fired well, you know this is a film this isn't you know working at 7-Eleven didn't you fire uh, a couple people over and over again too though Oh, my God. I fired a whole bunch of people. Yes. <laughs> but, but but the thing is, is they were working like they were at a 7-Eleven. So uh-huh. I feel completely, sanct- <laughs> completely fair about that.
0: <laughs> Would you like to know a fun fact about this film? Sure. The guy who played Leatherface, who is?
1: yeah, uh, R-L-R-A. R- 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 <laughs> R-A. R- uh, that's all we ever called him, R-A. <laughs> Mihailov. Mihailov, yeah. His name is always mispronounced.
0: Yeah. He is in a paranormal ghost hunting group with Kane Hodder.
1: Really? Yes. Do you want me to throw something that you don't know, probably? Okay. The other person, the one who did all the stunts in that show, was Kane, was Kane. Yes. Kane Hodder. Yes.
0: Yes, he was the stunt coordinator and then he also played Leatherface in the trailer footage.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes,
0: yes we know that stuff cuz uh there the, the, there's that Excalibur trailer where yeah. yeah, uh Kane's on the the guy on the shore. So. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See us nerds know our stuff. I I love that saw.
0: <laughs> it's
1: it's so intense and it's and it's so cool. It's great. <laughs> Saw his family.
0: The way that this film was marketed is just so intense. Like the most controversial horror film ever made is finally here.
1: Like, yeah, what? I know. I, it was. It was way overdone. <laughs> what was the budget? Haven't the slightest idea. I would suspect it's probably around six million. million okay. something like that.
0: Box office was only five point seven.
1: Yeah, no, it, it didn't it didn't break the uh, it, it didn't really pick up a following for quite a while. Actually, it thing hasn't is, is, got
0: like the boutique Blu-ray treatment either. And you know, what's funny is that the next generation yeah. actually has. Like it's yeah, getting that, so much love compared. Oh, to
1: this. yeah, well, exactly. But but then it, the next generation of it was actually shot that way. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you know, the the thing about it. Was that uh, after the second, Mm -hmm. I can't I can't remember if the second was a big box office draw. Let me check. But. Uh, It doubled its money. Yeah. Yeah. The second was was pretty popular and. and Kind of ununderstandable for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. So then they were going to go back to the roots. Uh. Right. That that's what they were trying to do with with the third one is trying to go back. I, I mean, and really it did have kind of a dirty, grittier, dirtier, grittier look, very darker it, in tone,
0: uh, darker yeah. lighting. Everything was a lot darker and the characters right. were lo- really turned up a lot more. So not, so, yeah. and then, you know, even in part four taken up to the, even to the more, so the next level. So it's kind of yeah. like that ramping up of everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, You know what? I thought that we did a really terrific job with that film. Yeah. I mean, I I thought that everybody, uh, Bill Butler, (laughs) I always thought Bill Butler was such a great screamer. (laughs) He, he he screams like a girl, but a girl with gusto. A girl with gusto.
0: (laughs) There we go. That was one of our titles. Uh, what else was William Butler in? Uh He was in Friday the 13th Part 7. Yes. He was in Ghoulies 2.
1: He was in one of the Lock and Deads. He was in the Night
0: of the Living Dead remake. Yeah. He, he was a director for Demonic Toys 2. Mm. He was a writer for Ginger Dead
1: Man 3 and 2. He, he created the ginger man, the Gingerbread series, yeah. which is... To me, a total feather in his hat.
0: <laughs> also, uh, back to our Japanese cartoons Americanized, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy and Power Rangers Turbo. He was a voice credit for both of those.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. Huh?
1: Williams, a very cool guy, and uh, and and he's doing. He's trying to becoming. He's trying to become his own Walt Disney, and because he played Tom in Night of the Living Dead remake, I guess they gave him credits for
0: writers for Return of the Living Dead rave to the grave and return of the living dead necropolis i guess that gives you uh rights to uh be able to write a film because
1: you well he's a, a great he is a great writer oh is he, he really is okay. oh he is hey he he wrote most of the gingerbread ginger dead series with uh gary Busey. yeah yeah jesus <laughs> which oh. which i i uh, thought that was a great film yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It was, it was so intentionally horrible. Can we right? talk
0: about his roles? Uh, he played Tom in Night of the Living Dead, Tom in Watchers Three, Tim in Buried Alive. Uh, <laughs> he's get all he gets all these names. Yeah, yeah.
1: Tom, yeah. Tom, he Tim, was, Ryan, he, Michael, Billy. I I I can't I can't even tell you if he actually made it through a film ever. Oh, okay. I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was killed by the best ah good i yeah. mean that that's the way to go though <laughs> yeah and he and he's the nicest guy he really is he was in yeah. uh two episodes of the freddy's nightmares yeah yeah he used to talk uh uh i've talked to him many times over the years and, and uh he used to talk about uh him driving back to uh la from uh from uh North of LA where we were shooting up around, um, where we shot chainsaw Uh up around magic mountain. And it would be like a 40 minute drive back into, back into LA and he and Kate and, um, Oh, Vigo. Yes. all, All used to drive in the same car back. Okay. And they used to come up come up in the same car because they all lived in the same apartment complex, okay? So just imagine that, you know and, and Bill kind of got him the job and said, "Well, you, you know a friend of mine could play that role <laughs> oh and, okay and 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 therefore, Vigo Mortison and Vigo Morrison was already you know starting to get roles, pretty good roles, yeah, he's and, a tremendous and, actor yeah and bill pulled him over uh on onto this and um and they used to talk about uh coming off of set and 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 being like incredibly gritty Mm -hmm. in this little banged up car and and (laughs) and like uh you know stopping in uh on the way home you know at at six or seven in the morning uh and going into a uh 7-Eleven or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, covered in blood and yeah. grit. And 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 you you most through most of the film, uh, she almost looks like she's doing blackface. She's got so much blood on her. Uh, do you have any Katie Hodge stories? I I love Katie Hodge. I mean, I I don't have any stories of her okay. particularly, uh other than um Absolutely, she she was my crush at the time. Ah, okay. And, and I thought she was so good. Yeah, you know she was she she's actually one of my favorite uh, uh, final girls. And I and I don't know why she didn't do a lot more than she did. did she, she should do? have. The hidden two. Yeah. Oh, Oh, the straight to video sequel to Mixed. Oh, my God. They called me. Now they called me because they were going to put together, you know, the the whole band, right? Yeah. They were going to get together the whole band. And I don't think anybody that worked on The Hidden actually worked on Hidden, too. (laughs) I didn't know it existed. So, my.
0: Oh, my. This looks like a shit
1: show. Oh, it was terrible.
0: I'm gonna have to yep. review it. I'm gonna have to review it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we'll check it out sometime. You know? Yes. Um. So, so, what else was I was I talking about? I was talking. I was talking to, to you about. I, I, I want to say. Um, I came up in my, my in my mind. Uh huh. You know that this was a really good year for films for mo- movies. Okay. I mean, um, think about it. Uh, we had Uncut Gems. Uh, we had uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon, I thought was an amazing film. An incredible, incredible In- piece of cinema. Incredible. Um, you know, just if if just for the scene of him slipping out the window. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah I like the wrestling <laughs> sequence with the. the
0: uh the
1: gorilla press.
2: It's yeah. And, uh, and,
1: and the totally illogical reason that the guy, be- the guy starts to really beat up on him. I was yes. Like, that's just, there's no sense there or logic, but, but then the, the great thing is, is the logic barrier got broken by him. And then he gets thrown out of the state, yeah. out of the, and that was great. That was just absolutely, uh, so worth it. The
0: the entire film is just incredible, all the way to the abrupt ending, and then you get like a happy, right, realistic right. ending. It, was, it yeah. was a
1: happy film. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think it was going to be a happy film. It was it dirty. Was. It
0: was dirty. We're not going to say it was clean. Getting there, it was fucking filthy. But it, overall, it was. Oh, beautiful. it was. Yes, but uh, it was a great
1: film. At modern uh,
0: Huckleberry Finn.
1: Yeah. Now, what other? What are the great? Oh, the other one was the uh, sequel to um, uh, the sequel to the Stanley. Oh, who? Wait, who the Kubrick film. Ah, uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor, uh, Doctor. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep was it? Yeah, Doctor no. Sleep. Ewan McGregor. Doctor Sleep. Yes. Oh man, Doctor Sleep. That I mean that was such an evil film. It uh it was great. I mean, other than other than the scene of uh the girl uh floating through space, <laughs> it just which was kinda wacky, but but the what an incredible film. Did you see it?
0: I did not see it. Uh I was waiting for it to get on Blu ray so I could sit in the uh, comfort of my home.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's you know it's a masturbate.
0: <laughs> um I wonder if we have a release date for a home release uh, for that. Hm. I, I I don't know if it has a release date for a home release yet.
1: But that was an incredible film. Mm. There there were just so many really good films this year. Um you haven't seen um and 1917 was okay. Mm. I mean it, it was by no means great, but um what's all the praise it for it then? Pa- it was what? Why is there
0: so much praise for it from critics?
1: Um because everybody likes Sam Mendes now? The thing Fair enough. the thing that kind of the thing that kind of got me was is it was uh it was just a little bit too much Sam Mendes, can I say? Okay. You know, that that one that that idea that he has of doing everything in one take? Uh-huh. You know, it, it, it's like okay, but you know, it's it it, it kind became a one-trick poem. I see. I mean they, they kind of use that effect even when you just didn't care anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. A friend of mine, a friend of mine put it best. Matt Shaw, Matt Shaw put up that said, I went to see I went to see 1917 and it was it was the best looking, the best technique, the best production design, the best acting that I Didn't care about one ever. (laughs) I thought, yep, that's exactly the way I felt. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I wanted to talk about something else. You did a TV pilot for something called Hollywood dog. Yes. Hollywood dog. (laughs)
0: Let's talk about that fucking thing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Did, did you get a chance to see it? No. Uh, The way you talk about it. I want to hear about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know what we should do is we should shit and we should talk together. And then come back on and review it right now.
0: And we are back. So that was post viewing of Hollywood Dog.
1: (laughs) So uh, I'll give you a couple of fun stories about Okay. So. First of all, you did notice how many uh, production or how many producers that were on it? A ton. A ton. Well, there was a meeting and. I showed up for this meeting and I had a model of that apartment. Okay. And. uh, So I, I put the model down. In the middle of this room, and there are maybe 20 people in this in the room that are all producers, right? Yeah. The producers, the writers, the you know, associate producers, executive producers, everybody is in this room. And uh <laughs> and the the supposedly the style of his apartment was Hollywood eclectic. That's what it said in the script, right? Okay. And so what I found out was that Hollywood eclectic meant in his home. <laughs> so so they're all looking at it, and they started to just tear it apart, right? You know, verbally, right? Going, oh, well, I don't like the ashtray. And, you know, do we want to use a real Barca lounger? Did you get that? The Barka lounger? <laughs> and it just went on and on, and they're arguing back and forth. It went on and it stretched out for like 45 minutes, right? And finally I said, okay, wait, you don't like the ashtray? Fine. And I reached into the model and I jerked the ashtray up and I threw it on the ground and I stepped on it. You don't like the bark lounger? Fine. I (laughs) took the bark lounger out, and then I proceeded to just take the whole model apart. Oh okay, and step on it, crush it, and then turn around and walked out of the meeting. How'd that go? uh it was perfect <laughs> literally it scared them to death they didn't they didn't um they did they uh they didn't fire me because uh. Think of how hard it would be for 20 people to agree again on a production designer, right? Yes. So they did know their limitations in regards to that. And so they just didn't talk to me for the rest of the film. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Which was great for me. Yeah. I just did what I wanted and got it done. I was working on like three or four other shows at the time. So, you know, it was like, it was just one of many. Now, was uh, there only a pilot of this? Yes, there was only a pilot. Here's the thing. It was released, and it came out the same day as um, a show that was separated from the, um, oh, I can't think of it, Tracy Ullman Show. Okay. Uh, it's a little show called The Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Hollywood Dog was never heard from again. <laughs> It looked fun. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, uh the the writing usually gets better, you know, after the pilot and after you get into your groove and stuff. But um yeah. Um Yeah, had a lot of fun. With the cheap Robert, Roger Rabbit. It is a it is a it's a 50 cent version of Roger Rabbit. It even <laughs> says it itself.
0: It uh, takes shots at itself. It's very funny.
1: Yeah, it does. So Anyway, there you go. That's, uh, that's Hollywood dog. <laughs> it, it it came and went one of those, but, but you have to understand what Hollywood dog was to, to everybody that was there. Okay. Is, uh, Hollywood dog was in the Hollywood reporter or was it the Hollywood reporter? It was the Hollywood rag, you know, like, uh, back, back then the Hollywood reporter was just, uh, it was one of those free papers. Yeah and you know like everybody read it you know to see what was going on on the underground scene and stuff like that right okay and hollywood dog was this really edgy uh cartoon that that ran every week and that was that was him right ah, I see. so so we were all familiar with him you know southern californians uh california people were really familiar with hollywood dog. I'm not sure that this was the best res- representation of him because <laughs> he, he was a little bit meaner than that, uh, in the paper. <laughs> ah, I see. A little elitist, little, uh, you know, poodle that he was. <laughs> <laughs> so there very you go. That's all the jokes That's are Hollywood. very cool. Yeah.
0: And the sets were beautifully done.
1: Yeah. There was something weren't they? Yeah. I, it, I, I honestly, uh, uh, I uh, I remember <laughs> there's just a couple of things that I remember about Hollywood Dog and one of them was that uh, a friend of mine had uh, somehow we had gotten vehicles switched back and forth
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know how that happens uh, it's like oh well uh, he, he rode a motorcycle all the time and, and I, I think that uh, the model had to be there earlier so and he had to be there earlier and so he showed up at that at that meeting and i showed up on his motorcycle uh that i'd uh ridden from santa monica through la traffic and it was uh, t- terrifying it was it was like god i was like oh you mean people actually do this <laughs> there's nobody can see me <laughs> it was frightening as hell <laughs> That was about the last time I decided to ever drive you know uh, ride my way across uh, uh-huh. uh, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so is that it? Do we have enough time here? Let's see, where where are we at? Oh, you always say 13 minutes. Yes, sir. We have we have 13 minutes. Yes. Well, there is a story that I I thought that I you know, if I had enough time as it were. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Critters 2 for a moment. Ooh. Now, in Critters 2, the reason that we wound up – we wound up building that town. And the reason that we wound up building the town was originally in Midwest that they were going to film the whole – it had been uh, recently, I think, abandoned or they just got literally the whole town to agree to be in the film. Right, uh-huh. and um, and as it got to September,, uh, it literally snowed, you know like three or four feet there. Holy shit. yeah, and and the film was kind of like based in Easter, okay, but around that time. and and so all of a sudden, it, they had to build a town now, real fast and for very little money. And so, they hired me to build a town um, just above, uh, just above, above LA, up in the Saugus area, and uh, and so we built what you see was all fresh construction. Oh, okay. That uh, whole town, you know the 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 uh, the restaurant, mm-hmm. the church, the town itself—all that was built within a five-week period. Five weeks before we started filming, it didn't exist. <laughs> so, so we built this town, and the funny thing about it was that when when they started filming. Essentially, I was done, but I had done special effects for, you know, just ages. And, uh, and I did special effects in between the uh, times that I was, uh, uh, production designing. Now, usually you'd production design for about six to eight months out of the year. And then the rest of the months, it was easier to, to work on special effects or miniature stuff. Or construction coordination because you could hire on for that for a couple of weeks without any problem. And so Beans is I already knew the town really well. Uh, Marty Bresden, who did um, the uh, mechanical special effects on that town, and mechanical special effects are uh, explosions. It, the definition is things that move, so uh, explosions and rain. Yes and um, snow and anything like that. That's, that's all mechanical special effects. And so he was brought in to do um, the explosions the explosions include uh, one of them is over by the, when they blow up the, uh, the place with all the burgers. Mm -hmm. And then the other is over by the, um, the other is, uh, over by the church when the when the uh, ship is shooting down. Hey, at them, right? is, it, is this the film where you worked with Tom Tom McLaughlin's
0: in this film? He is. What's he do? Church guard.
1: He was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 so, so anyway, so we build the town, uh, and I come on with Marty for the effects. Yes. And so the. The Martin Bresnan, right? Martin Bresnan, right? And the other okay. guy,
0: and uh, the other people were the Chiodos brothers,
1: right? Chiodos brothers did the uh, makeup effects. Okay. So, <laughs> Marty, his name is Marty, right? He sets up his his spot, bring all the wires back for the explosions in the uh, press room, right? Okay. You remember the press room? Uh. uh had the presses in it. It was the newspaper, right? Office. Okay. okay. And so he, he's got all these looms, you know, looms of wire going out to all the explosions that he has around town. And he would come back <laughs> and he would he would explode everything because you, you hire your uh, your pyro for one day because they're very expensive. And then you do all your your effects shots on those on that day so i think that we did the first one which was the uh uh which was making the uh, ship explode uh-huh. uh we did that one and then we went and then we went on went on and we set up for uh blowing up the whole burger uh which was the big explosion the whole uh the burger factory right yes and so, so we get out there and, and we spend like half the, the day before we, we spend rigging all the explosions. And then on that day, we, we fire them off around the very, bla- various places in town and we get down to that one. And so we have six cameras on that. And I'm sitting there in the, the newspaper office with, with Marty and Marty has got the batteries, his, Rows of batteries are over here. Um, He's got his uh, firing boxes in front of him and the nail looms because usually when they're doing explosions, they're doing several explosions at once. Only they have to be timed separately so that they all so that they kind of lengthen out the length of the explosion Mm -hmm. because otherwise explosions tend to be a little bit too instantaneous So he's using a wire loom in front of him. And the batteries are over here. And so we get, and we're sitting here, we're getting ready for the first shot. Right. And, and he's got a radio and the radio is next to him. And, uh, the, uh, question comes through with the first idea is like, okay, Marty, you ready? We're ready. And then he puts the radio down and then he doesn't pick it up again. he just, the radio's just sitting there, and he starts telling me a story. Now I forgot; I do not know to this day what the story was. I, I've I've forgotten it. <laughs> but he just starts, he starts telling me the story, right? And and you know, with eye contact and the whole bit. And in the background, you hear the radio going, "Okay, camera up, rolling camera one, rolling camera two, rolling camera three, rolling camera four. And <laughs> Marty's just telling me the story, right? And, <laughs> and finally, he goes, uh, "Nick, hold on a minute. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt. Just hold, hold on a sec." He picks up the radio and goes, "Cut, cut, cut. I, we have a misfire here." He puts the radio. and goes, "I'll be back down in a. I'll be back in a sec." And he gets up and he walks out and he picks up the wire, right? And he, he starts. And I see him go away back towards the uh, set, right? And he's following the wire. He's looking at it, really. And he goes all the way out to the set. And he turns around and he comes back. <laughs> he goes, just, just a minute, just a minute. He picks up the radio. And goes, okay, uh, we're ready. Go ahead. Puts the radio back down and continues to tell me the story.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he keeps going along, along it. And you hear the backgrounds. Okay. Okay. Second up. Slate. Rolling camera one, camera two. Give it three, four camera speed and action. He's still telling me the story. Still, Then he goes, Hold on a sec. What'd you make? He picks up the radio. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, cut, cut. Uh, we still have, we have a short or something out there. And he, goes, and he puts the radio back down and he goes, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> he gets up and he goes out again. And he's looking at the loom. He goes, and he heads on out towards the set. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so finally, he, goes, he comes back, picks up the radio. Okay, we're ready to go. And he finally hooks – he actually then hooks the batteries up. <laughs> and rolling, 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 rolling. Boom. Everything explodes. Everything. Everybody's happy. You know, boom. Cut, cut. That was great. That was great. Puts the radio down. And I go, "Why? what the hell is that all about? And he goes, I just wanted to make sure they really, 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 really – <laughs> <laughs> and he got up and he went up back toward the set <laughs> <laughs> it's like huh <laughs> okay i still to this day have no idea what that meant <laughs> i don't know what he was doing <laughs> but we got the shot you got the
0: shot and that's all that matters mick
1: that's all that matters uh and you had a question. Uh, who is Red Strawn? Red Strawn uh, is my brother. Oh, OK. He worked with
0: you on this film.
1: He did. He was uh, he was one of my carpenters. I see. OK. Uh, he's not with us anymore. Oh. Are you uh, are you the only one left? Uh, actually, uh, my sister died and my brother died. And I, I have another brother. Um then um, hopefully soon he'll die hopefully soon yeah and then i'll oh, yeah, be just me <laughs> uh, the lone survivor yeah the lone survivor <laughs> okay
0: well that is a very sad and uh bleak way to end rabbit
1: hole uh, man- <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that oh oh too soon too, too soon? soon
0: 2020
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. Mm-hmm.
2: Get up now, sugar. Maybe I'll meet you at the jubilee. And if that jubilee don't come, then maybe I'll just meet you on the run. There's just one thing I